Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. Welcome, my friend, to episode 71 of With Heart and Wonder. It honestly feels like so much has happened over the last few weeks. Here in Ottawa, the first flowers are finally starting to bloom and the sun is shining. And I celebrated my birthday this past weekend. I am now a 33-year-old and I can't quite put my finger on what it is, but something about this birthday just feels really special. I guess if I was to try and explain it, I feel like I'm heading into this next year of life more myself than I've ever been. And there's something about that that feels at the same time both really exhilarating and really grounding. I thought today I'd share with you how I celebrated my birthday this year because I did something quite different for me. And there was also this really potent little reminder there as I was reflecting on on how I chose to celebrate and making meaning, as I tend to do, of that experience. Now, before I forget, every year around my birthday, I always say in some form, whether it's on social media or on my email list, that one of the greatest gifts I could possibly receive is you sharing about this podcast. I really do pour my heart into these episodes, and it means the world to me when you rate and review or when you share the podcast. So if you have a few extra moments today to hop on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating or review, it would just like make my heart sing. Or you could also share it with a friend who you think would love it. Okay, now let me tell you about my unconventional birthday celebration. Here is the backstory. I've been reading The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. And it's a truly brilliant book. If you haven't read it, I can't recommend it enough. It just is so um, thought-provoking and insightful and written with a whole lot of heart and wonder. And one of the things that she talks about early on is how we can get into these ruts when it comes to celebrations. So often we just do what we have always done. In the case of birthdays, we often head to a restaurant or host a party instead of really considering what would be most impactful for us in the season of life that we are in. She prompts us to ask questions like, what do I need in this moment? How can I mark this transition in a way that feels meaningful? When I read her words a few weeks ago, I really took them to heart. Right away, I was like, okay, I have a birthday coming up. How do I want to mark it? And I had one of those really neat moments where as soon as I heard myself ask the question, I also heard the answer emerging from inside of me. The little whisper said, smash room. 
Now let me explain. A few months ago, I was in a therapy session and I was telling my therapist how after so many years of swallowing and shoving down my anger, like just like pushing it into the depths of my being, I was ready and like finally starting to feel that anger begin to bubble at the surface. But I was struggling because I was so afraid of letting it out, in part because for so much of my life, I've equated anger with feeling unsafe. Despite the fact that anger is just another emotion, and I know this to be true in the depths of my being, I know that all emotions have a real importance in our lives, so much that they can teach us. And intellectually, I know that it's possible to express anger in healthy ways, but there's that difference sometimes between what we know to be true in our mind and what feels true in our body. And because of my fear around anger, it had all been bottling up inside of me and I knew I needed to find a way to release it. One of the things my therapist suggested was a smash room. My response was, do we even have one of those in Ottawa? And when I asked that question, her eyes got this little sparkle in them and she nodded her head. So going to a smash room has been on my to-do list ever since that session back in December. I won't say that I was avoiding it, but I knew that I needed to be in the right headspace to really get something out of the experience. I knew that I would need to be in a place where I had the emotional bandwidth, where I felt like I could regulate enough, feel safe enough to be able to get in touch with my anger. And so I did put it off. When I started reflecting though on Priya Parker's invitation to consider how I wanted to celebrate my birthday, I knew that I wanted to make sure I went to the smash room before my birthday. I wanted to mark this transition by giving myself a chance to release my anger instead of continuing to carry it with me into this next year around the sun. The idea was to hopefully go into my 33rd year lighter and with less of this burden that I had been carrying around. Now, if you are unfamiliar with the concept of a smash room, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a place where you go to smash things. The idea is that it's this designated space for you to release stress and express your anger in a way that is healthy and safe. One of the reasons that I struggle with expressing my anger is because I don't want to cause harm to other people. But the idea of going to a smash room with people who have consented to the purpose of the outing, the fact that I was doing this as a chance to release my anger, that felt empowering. So I planned my smash room birthday. I knew that I wanted to have people with me to support and encourage me to hold space for me. So I invited my sister and one of my dearest friends and we planned our smash room date for the day before my birthday, or as I like to call it, my birthday Eve. Now on the day of, I felt really, really nervous. 
leading up to the visit and actually not just the day of, like the days leading up to it. I think in part because I often associate anger with this idea of like people losing control. And so inside of me, there lives this fear that if I let the anger out, I will lose control. Again, it's that difference between like intellectually, I know that that isn't true, but that feels true. So I was really jittery, like really jittery leading up to it. I just wasn't sure what to expect. My mom and sister were sending me texts asking me if I was excited, but mostly I was just feeling nervous, really afraid and unsure of what would happen if I finally let this anger that had been inside of me out. Now, the whole story is a little bit anticlimactic because I don't feel like I have that much to share about the smash room itself. We threw on our protective gear. We jammed out to the smash room playlist that I had created. We took turns throwing plates against the wall, whacking an old DVD player with a crowbar. We threw mugs into the air and tried to hit them with a frying pan. And I may have been smashing so hard that I broke one of the golf clubs that was provided for smashing purposes. It was a workout. And there were definitely moments where I felt the well of emotion rise in my chest. Tears start to come to my eyes as things started to stir inside of me. There were moments where I dropped in and I let myself feel. But I think I was expecting this big cathartic release. And upon reflection, I totally see how that expectation wasn't that reasonable. It wasn't reasonable to expect that the anger that's built and accumulated inside of me over 30 decades that I have held in instead of letting out all those little moments that I've chosen to carry with me instead of releasing It wasn't reasonable to expect that that anger could be released in one 30-minute session of smashing things. And when I say it like that, it's like, of course. Of course it would take more than 30 minutes. So my smash room experience didn't crack me wide open. But there's actually a huge lesson in this. So often, I think we are lured into this false narrative that it's possible and even like most desirable to have these one and done transformative experiences to like go all in, let it all out and be done with it. In part because that's often what is packaged and sold to us these things that are the answer to our healing. And of course, there are some things that do function like that. But a lot of things in life, maybe even most things in life, most healing, most growth, most transformation, it happens incrementally. I didn't have this huge cathartic release. But I did 
accomplish some very real, tangible things. I took this step towards starting to rebuild my relationship with my anger. And when I think about my smash room experience, I think, okay, there is this temptation to view things as black and white. They either worked or they didn't work. But it's a lot more nuanced than that. And that's where the magic lives, I always think, in the nuances. So I think this was my first time trying something new. And that meant that part of the experience, part of what I was doing was orienting and building a sense of safety within myself. I'm sure that if I went back, I'd be able to drop in more quickly and experience more of those moments where I felt really connected to the emotion within me. And even though I didn't have that big cathartic release that I was kind of secretly hoping for, what I have done is start to increase my capacity to hold space for my anger. I've started that journey. And so we could say that before, my level of comfort with my own anger Let's say it was at a 5 to 10%. Now, I feel like it's a 30 to 35%. And in this next year of life, I can continue to build on this experience to establish an even more supportive and healthy relationship with my anger. And it might seem like that jump from 5 to 10 to 30 to 35 is maybe small, But if I think about like the number of times in my life, like the thousands and thousands of times when I've held my anger in instead of releasing it in healthy ways, that feels significant. And I know that as I continue to work on reconnecting with this emotion and and letting myself have a healthy relationship with anger, it will grow. It's going to take more than one 30-minute stint. But I'm really grateful for this experience because not only did it let me practice feeling my anger, but it also allowed me to share that experience with people who I care about deeply and who care for me. And in that, it gave me a chance to start to get comfortable sharing my anger with others And knowing that that's okay, that the people who care for me deeply and love me will hold space for that anger. And that too is something I can continue to grow and expand into. So here is to the incremental growth rather than the one and done transformations. Here's to the baby steps that move us closer to the person that we want to be the person who we truly are. I feel in so many ways like it has been 33 years of baby steps and that with each passing year, I feel more and more like myself. Not through one big transformative moment or event, not through one big decision, but all of these little choices that have accumulated and allowed me to ultimately create a more trusting 
and loving relationship with myself. And 33 is just going to hold more and more of that. That, my friend, is something worth celebrating. As always, if today's episode sparked any reflections or insights for you, I truly love hearing from you. It's one of my favorite parts about doing the podcast. And if you want to join in on the celebrations with me, don't forget to rate and review the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, keep living with heart and wonder. Wonder.